Um, like I saw one where a guy kicked a grandma down in New York and stomped on her. And I'm saying to myself, like, what is this world coming to when a man, a big guy like that kicks a, a, a older woman? Like, you know what I mean? Like we're in some messed up times, you know what I mean? Hey guys, with everyone's busy schedule, time is of the essence, which is why we created this weekly podcast to give you quick insights on politics, business, and even technology. So whether you're working from home or whether you're on the road, join us as we talk about different events that occurred during the week. My name is Jasegan, and with me I have Aaron and Arius, and we're disseminate. So let's jump right in. Good morning, coming to you live from Toronto, Canada. My name is Aaron. Today I'll be joined with Jasegan and Arius. Uh, Jasegan, how are you doing today, man? Good morning, guys. It is a beautiful, beautiful Friday morning. It's super sunny. I don't know. It could be a placebo. It could be super windy outside. But Arius, how are you today? I'm doing good. I, uh, I've had very little sleep today, but I'm feeling buzzed and energized. <laughs> oh, man. So, so guys, I wanted to, I wanted to run this scenario by, uh, by you. Um, it was really interesting. So let me, let me ask you this question. Let's say that you meet up with somebody, like you're you're in the mall or you're going to a drive-through, and this guy comes up to you and he's like, "Hey, Arius," or "Hey, Aaron, do you remember me?" But you have no clue who he is. What would you do? Um, I'll just be like, "Where do I know you from, bro?" <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so, so, so let me let me tell you what happened. I was ordering a coffee for my mom. I was in the drive-thru at McDonald's. Yes, of course, McDonald's. Um, other than that, so order the coffee up, and I'm wearing a mask. The guy at McDonald's is wearing a mask. I pull up to the window. He's like, hey, Jasegan, do you remember me? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, how the heck do you know it's me? I'm wearing a mask, and he's wearing a mask. And I'm like, nah, sorry, bro. Um, and he's like, go F yourself. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. Like he, was he, he joking he, around though? He he sounded so offended. So you should have just asked him like, where do you know? Like where do where where do you, where do you know me from? Like yo, honestly, I I I didn't want him to spit in the coffee. <laughs> like I just like, I think I already like pissed him off to the point where I shouldn't have try to engage in conversation. Oh, you know what? Maybe he liked you, bro. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? That's probably why. He's probably like. You see, do you go to the same Tim Hortons all the time? No, nah, it's it was a big dolls. It's like So does he work there? Yeah. Oh, that's probably why. That's probably where he knows you from. He probably chats you up all the time and you don't even know he likes you. Bruh, that okay. It's unreciprocal love, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen, all I wanted was a coffee for my mom. Like and then the guy just got super that he just like go after yourself. I'm like, what? And it was funny so, sorry, go on. No, but wait, hold on. Did you complain to his boss though? Like <laughs> Yo, okay, listen. I was thinking about it, like I told a couple of other friends, and they're like, yo, you should complain to head office. You should complain to head office. And I'm like, yo, I say it laughing, right? I say it, I so I told you the story to you guys while I was laughing. If I was trying to complain to head office, I would be laughing. And they would take it as a joke. I can't say it with a straight face, because it's funny. It's funny. That's mm, that's strange, man. Yeah, like, I'm glad girl. he laughed. I mean, <clears throat> as far as customer service goes, that's kind of weird. It is. Yeah. Like, that's a weird thing. But it sounds like he knows you on a one-to-one level. Like, you know him from somewhere. Like, okay, all jokes aside of him liking you and all. But, yeah. like, maybe you know him from, like, some event or you guys. School or something like that. School. 
Uh, probably, who knows? But like, you, again, you should have asked him. You should have been like, okay, like I, 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 you know, if you see him again, you know, you should probably be like, you know, what I know. Actually, I, I wouldn't even go back to the McDonald's because he probably recognized your voice. So the next time, we probably will spit in your coffee. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah, so I did have I did have one case where some guy came up to me and he's like. He's like, hey, John, how are you, man? How's it going? I'm like, uh, I think you got the wrong person. I'm not, I'm not John. And he like takes yeah. a second look at me. He's like, oh, sorry, man. Sorry. And he like runs away. <laughs> He's so embarrassed. Same thing happened to me a few weeks ago. Actually, about two weeks ago, I was at the No Frills. And for those that don't know, No Frills is a grocery store um, here in Canada, um, Ontario more specifically. And I was uh, walking back to my car with the cart full of groceries and there was this older lady trying to like go into a parking spot she was but she was blocking traffic um due to her waiting for me so i moved along quickly so that she could get into the parking spot because people were just getting fussy with her yeah so as i was coming back now to return my car and she's when i'm walking by her she's like oh um She's like, hey, Todd, thank you for letting me uh, um, back in, uh, get into the parking spot quickly. I'm like, oh, my name's Aaron. I'm like, I don't think I look like a Todd. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know, Aaron, so I look like a Todd to you? <laughs> nah, man. Nah, I don't know, bro. Oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, man, Todd. Bro, oh, man. So, so, guys, we have a... Um... We have an interesting set of stories or issues or pressing matters going on today. I, I what I want to start with is we're we're in a third lockdown, or we call it uh, what did Doug Ford call it? He called it an emergency break. Uh, yeah, that's what it's called. I yeah, think he also called it a failed politician. But those are some harsh words. <laughs> There, I mean, you know what, Arius Border, borderline, wrong. borderline. It, Arius is not wrong. There's a lot of people that have been throwing so much hate towards the guy. They're like, by the time COVID ends, Doug Ford will still be fat. Like they're mm. they're they're throwing personal shade at him right now. Yeah, by the time yeah. by the time COVID ends, he's still got his paycheck and he's still a guaranteed uh, pension. So. Yo, boys, yeah. just be careful what you say about Doug Ford because I'll tell you a funny story. What happened in Jamaica? Yeah, there was this uh, this guy who claimed to be a preacher, or a pastor, but he's not really a, a real pastor. And he was speaking out against the prime minister. And um, basically, he's like, oh, you know, that, you know, he needs to die. Like God was saying he needs to die. But that's not what God said. Obviously, that's not like that's not Christ like or anything like that. Right. So <laughs> come a few days down the road. The Jamaican Defense Forces kick in his door and arrest him. <laughs> oh my God. That's what I'm telling you, yo. Be careful with threats, yo. Be care- I'm not even joking to you. Be so careful, Arius. Because, yo, they monitor this stuff, man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything that, that no, hasn't I know. been said already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, if you search it on Twitter, you'll probably find it. So, like, Arius is just finding things on Twitter and telling us. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm actually, I'm speaking from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of confusion that's going on um, between, like, what, what has changed, like, what's different, what has changed from the modified gray zone to the shutdown zone now, I guess, if you want to call it. Um Honestly, the indoor gatherings, nothing has really changed. Like people, they're saying, "Hey, stay home, 
don't go to other houses uh try to stay like try to stay at home as most as you can and then with indoor gatherings instead of 10 people it's five people now right yeah yeah i don't the rules are like uh they're pretty vague i i have no idea yeah Um, i mean i don't know i don't know if i don't feel like anything will change for me well things will change but um I don't think I'm that impacted. <laughs> you know, it's it's weird because um, gyms recently just opened up and now they're closing up again. And restaurants too. On the hair bar, I mean, the hairdressers are barbers. Like that, like yep. literally was open for yep. a week, and yep. then uh, and now they're closed. So yeah. So, so I have yeah, a story yeah. for that. Um, my one of my best friends. Uh, she works for. Um, some well-known hair i guess it's like a hair salon downtown and right. she told me she's like "Aaron, i've been off for more than a month now and she's like i went back to work for a week i spoke to her yesterday she's like, i went back to work for a week they were preparing to open and she's like just to come and find out that the government's shutting down everything all over again she was so distraught man she was just like it's just crazy so i don't know if any of you guys know but like Will these people be getting any CERB or is it just unemployment still? Like, how would that work? Because they've been off for so long. I think they'll still get, they should still get EI. Like the CERB is done, but they should get EI. There is a limit. Like if you still make under a certain threshold, uh, you can, you can still get, sorry, you can still get EI. They should be fine. But, but I mean, yeah, I guess. Other than that, it's like, what the heck are they doing? Like, you hope that they are getting some sort of EI. Like the but personal doesn't EI run life. out, though? Yeah, yeah, it does. But, uh, I mean, it depends on when you applied for it. Like, most oh, of the, true. I think for most people, EI kicked in around the end of September because that's when the CERB payments uh, came about. Oh, and, okay. uh, and I know that, I think for most people in Toronto, um, the EI, when it got kicked in, like when it got activated at the end of September, it, the government gave them about almost a year. It was like 11 months, I think, of EI payments. Oh, wow. Okay. Not at okay. once, but like that's what they qualified for, 11 months of EI. Wow. I guess I just find it like what else can you po- – like for example, like taking a barber, like what can you possibly do at home at this point? Just barber from home and make sure the government doesn't know about it. Just keep it <laughs> under the table. Because, like, dude, think about it. Like, the uh, Aries is right. Like, what they're doing is crazy. Like, you look at personal trainers and all these guys. Like, if this is their livelihood, right? Like, what are they really supposed to do? If they're bringing in, let's say, uh, for the guy, the personal trainer that's bringing home five grand a month. And that's able to pay all his bills. And he's only getting areas. How much does, do they get with C, uh, with the EI roughly? Do you think? Um, I imagine it would be about the same, almost the same as a CRB. So it's like two thousand a month. See, like you can't survive off that, man. Like that's crazy. Can you imagine? So you're you're used to taking five grand home a month. That's comfortable for you, and you're taking two grand, like. Imagine all those other bills that are backing up Jasegan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what do you choose to, to cut? What do you choose to pay? You know what I mean? Like, you, if, especially if you have kids, how do you feed your kids? Like, this is not a good situation to be in right now. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think we need to ask ourselves, like, what is an essential business? Because 
to me, like every, everybody is an essential business. Like every business out there is an essential business and it's essential business for their family. It's an essential business for their customers. And ultimately when you have these like business owners like thriving with their open business and operating business, then they can contribute to society. And so like, it's like, I mean, that's what economics is, right? Like, that's just how, that's how we operate. We have, we operate through these monetary transactions. We operate through these re business relationships. And so that's kind of like, that's an essential part of, of the economy. When the government shuts down the economy, then they need to become the economy and start dishing out money. I'm glad that I mean the one, I mean, I guess the one good thing that came out of yesterday is that Doug Ford said he's going to like dish out another 20,000 for each business. But I mean, that's not a lot. That's like, like for most businesses, I like maybe covers the rent and that's yeah. it. And maybe like, Oh, maybe the payroll too, I guess. But that's still not like, that's still not enough. I like every business is an essential business. Every business needs to operate because the business owners need to feed their families. And then in turn, they can also provide for society. I, I don't even think that will cover payroll, I'll be honest with you, because certain leases just for like the month is like 20 grand, depending on where you're situated in the, the city. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, de and, and it depends on how many employees you have. So yeah, that's a good point. Like it, it doesn't really cover a lot. So what the heck are they going to do? But I guess that like the argument could be Aaron, though, is that if they're not even operating, they don't really have payroll to pay out. So the, the expenses that they probably would have is uh, rent and maybe utilities, which is probably under 20 grand. So it's like enough to like keep them going. But like those, but that 20,000 only has happened once over the course of like four months, right? Since November. So, so now they're dishing out like another, another 20 grand. Um, I mean, the government's giving out loans, but like that doesn't help either because, because now the companies are in debt. And like, yeah. here's the other thing too, that is not talked about. Well, it's, it's starting to get some coverage now because of the, uh, because of the Suez Canal that got blocked. But what's not really covered is the fact that there's like a lot of shipping containers stuck on the oceans. They can't port and the cost of, True. uh, uh, the cost of containers like shipping containers has risen like dramatically in the last year it's gone from about four to five thousand up to like twelve thousand oh, per wow. container and if you look at like all the all the backlog there's like a huge backlog of of shipping containers that are just sitting out on the ocean with all these items like all these consumer goods and now i feel like there's a perfect storm happening where things are going to start getting really expensive because it's expensive to carry this this stuff yep. and then when we do finally get it it could be a surplus but then everybody's raising their prices i don't know if you've if you guys have been paying attention but i know um in the uh, automotive industry tires and cars and all this stuff are, are raising their prices april 1st may 1st um i've seen a few businesses do the same restaurants are doing that because like they obviously can't operate properly so like the prices at restaurants have increased so now like inflation is increasing and that's like a really big concern right now oh yeah so 
and and there's a whole bunch of people in debt and out of jobs so when you have inflation increasing and people not able to work and make money then like we're, you, we're speedily just, heading into a crash well you just given the criteria for uh recession and the thing is right um actually you've given the criteria more for a depression because in a recession inflation hasn't necessarily hit yet uh, a depression is when inflation hits and this is what i'm worried about um i'm so glad you brought up that topic about the shipping containers areas because i read an article too that said that they now they're like 14 grand or something like that and are they more yeah it's not yeah they're, they're even more and the issue is too right the good news is the government's not gonna they, they've uh, well at least from the states we know that the government has committed not to raise interest rates for the next two years but let's just say that this whole fiasco doesn't play out in the next two years and it decides to raise interest rates. What happens? Well, it's even worse. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I know, it's brutal. And the, and the thing with, like, everybody's talking about the uh, Swiss Canal. And that, I mean, that's a big issue for sure. But, like, have you, go go on YouTube and start looking up all the shipping containers stuck out on the, uh, on the California coast. There's tons, just, like, hundreds of shipping containers that are stuck and they can't even get into the state so it's not just like a european middle eastern issue this is also like a western issue too worldwide yeah yeah i'm going bringing it back to uh um the, the whole covid thing though i uh, heard in a news conference yesterday when they were talking to uh doug for jazz i don't know if you watched it um in areas but a reporter asked uh, doug for a good question so he's like, if most of the cases are in Peel um, and Toronto, and he says that most of the cases are coming from manufacturing facilities, why are they closing small businesses, right? Mm. And the doctor, I can't remember the doctor's name, but he basically said that, you know, um, kind of gave some nonchalant answer. Oh, that they have statistics that, you know, being in a smaller setting and the small businesses, it's easier for transmission, and yada 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 right okay but my question is if manufacturing is what's causing these cases to rise um high or, or causing them to spike exponentially then like why not shut down manufacturing for a bit and then open small businesses like couldn't could it not work like that small businesses can open because i imagine like big box stores you know yes they have the space that contain the people but if you're a small business like I, I would imagine they can let in a certain percentage of people, you know, uh, 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 or limited people in their store and safely distance everyone. Like, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? So I feel like we've talked about this a little bit before. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I, 100% I support the fact that, like, small businesses should still be open and operating at, like, a smaller capacity. Like, maybe one to three, or sorry, like, yeah, like, two to three people per store or whatever. Yeah. Uh, like shutting them down completely is just it's essentially monopolizing the other big boxes right like now you see lineups at burger king and tim hortons and mcdonald's <laughs> obviously that's not good for you whereas you could try some good authentic food at these small and small mom and pop businesses mm -hmm. um I, I just find it weird like is it is it the issue that like you'll see a bunch of people waiting outside in a lineup, which is risky, which is already happening at like Walmart and everything, bear in mind. Um, 
But like, I don't, I don't understand the rationale. I really don't understand the rationale. And, and this is a point I'm getting to, right? Because I know they're saying that there's, yes, there's new variants of concern, but the same way you go into a grocery market at like a Walmart, you brought up the, mm. the exact point that people are lining up. First of all, the lineups are not distanced by six oh. feet. People are close together. They're not enforcing. And trust me, they do enforce certain things, but they don't enforce everything. Yeah. So like you think about small business owners and I'm like, man, it, it's it's a really sad day for them, you know, like to go into another 28 days of lockdown. Like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, man. Like, may God help I us. Re- you know? <laughs> I really feel bad. I, I, I look at restaurants as like the whipping boy. <clears throat> like they they're just like being picked on for really no for no reason like there isn't yeah. any scientific proof or any like proper studies that have been done to show yep. that restaurants are like a high a high case for getting covid and so but they seem to be the ones always getting hit so like it's just such a it's just such a mess and, and, and Arius, this is what the news reporter asked yesterday they said that there's no proof like they said that there's they're seeing the numbers. There's actual proof that manufacturing facilities where we process our meats, um, the Amazon warehouse and all these places, these are where the cases are spiking and stuff. Right. And, mm-hmm. and as much as I love Amazon, like, you know, <laughs> shut it down for a bit if you need to, you know what I mean? Because this is where obviously in warehouses, people have to be in close contact, like until they can figure out some type of process or something. But it, it's sorry. Uh, sorry to cut you off. Actually. It's funny that you mentioned that. So, my friend actually worked at Amazon for a bit. He actually he actually quit because of the environment itself because everyone was just so close to each other. There was no protocols or anything. Yes, bear in mind, people were wearing masks and they had like sanitized bottles everywhere and they were supposed to wear gloves. Um, no one really was distancing themselves. And there was like hundreds of employees working in that building. Yeah. So going back to your example, like these big places are open, like Walmart, Amazon and whatever. But there's no really kind of like enforcement. Like people are just wearing masks, but that's about it. Like people are just kind of butting heads with each other. Yeah. So, I mean, moving forward, um, we have, what, 28 days for the lockdown. Um, Hopefully things get back to normal. I've been growing an afro. I would love to get a haircut. We'll see what happens. But there is another pressing issue that's been going on around the world in the states and even in canada itself and it's asian hate crime um and it's a big thing right now i know we've touched upon it with our pod like with a couple of our podcasts before about how people are correlating covid to asian people and they're hurting them which is just completely ridiculous and wrong but i wanted to get your thoughts on that first of all like let's just address something first it's not asian people are responsible for uh covid right i think we Mm. touched upon this too in in another podcast a lot of i think what most people should be upset with is the ccp government the chinese government right because Mm -hmm. the issue there is that they lied about knowing that they knew covid and the timeline that they knew covid so you can't get upset with the chinese people because the chinese people were left in the dark as well you know what i mean like doctors were killed and you know they, they couldn't they were trying to put things out and you know they were left to pretty much the demise of their government. Mind you now, here's the problem with people. 
people are angry, people are upset, and people are unemployed. And when people have nothing to do with their time, they're going to look for someone to blame. And I think yeah. what they're doing yeah. is wrong against Asians. You cannot blame Asian people. We condemn, we, we, we're against those things, especially on this podcast. You know, we have a lot of friends who are from um, Asian backgrounds, I guess you would say. And, yeah. you know, um, like I saw one where a guy kicked a grandma down in New York and stomped on her. And I'm saying to myself, like, what is this world coming to when a man, a big guy like that kicks a, a, a older woman? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're in some messed up times, you know what I mean? Yo, I saw that video and I was just disgusted. Like, the guy literally kicked her. He's like, F you, you don't belong here, you Asian. Started kicking her on the ground. Yeah. And then what was even more disgusting was the people in the store were just watching. As if, like, there was a free movie going on. And that's crazy. And they just closed, they I literally closed the door, which is, like, I'm, like, I, I know Americans are known for being, like, they just, they just sit, like, okay, especially New Yorkers. I don't know about the rest of Americans, but I've seen a lot of videos, and I've, when I've been down to New York a few times, I've seen Americans get into fight, and Americans just watch. Like, it's just, I think it's just their thing. Yeah. They're very passive like that. Like, they just let things happen. They don't get involved. Whereas Canadians, we're willing to jump in and stuff like that. And it's no disrespect against Americans, but it could be just that, you know, they're, they don't care. Like, it's just, you know, maybe they might figure someone might have a gun because, you know, obviously guns are more in circulation down there. But, you know, I don't know what it is. Is Again, I'm not speaking for all Americans, but from what I've seen in my sample size and from what I've seen from my experience, and I've seen quite a few fights in New York, Americans don't don't jump in to help, man. But see, like, here's here's my thing. Sorry, sorry, Aries. I just wanted to say, here's my thing. What if it was your mom that was getting beaten there? Would you just stand there? Like, let's be honest here. That's someone's mom, someone's grandparent who's just getting beaten up there. And they're just watching. And that was just so disgusting. Honestly, bro, I, 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 like, obviously, we wouldn't just watch. You would definitely yeah. jump in, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, I don't know. But Aaron, I, I, I disagree with you, though. I don't think that's just an American thing. <clears throat> I think that's most, uh, I think, I mean, I think that's just what's called the bystander effect. I mean, mm. you get it here, too. Like, it's not people, I mean, you'll see videos here of people fighting, and then there's just, like, a ring of spectators well, just watching and, and yeah. seeing everything and nothing. But like, it's not the effect, though, bro. Not the same effect. Because I'm telling you, I've seen firsthand. Okay, I, I can only tell you from my experience. I'm not, I'm not saying you've probably experienced something different. But I'm saying from my experience, when I have witnesses, when I have witnessed fights in Toronto compared to in New York, and almost every fight I've witnessed in New York, it's like I've seen Americans do something where, like, for example, we're on the train. And... I've seen guys fight and everybody on the train, like people will just move rather than try and break the guys apart. Now I've also mm -hmm. seen guys fight on the TTC, right? Yeah. Where I've jumped in and helped someone, right? And I've seen, I, uh, I'm not jumped in in like in, in terms of fighting, but jumped in to try and break up the fight, you know? Because mm -hmm. last thing I want is for these two people to go to jail, you know? Yep. And I noticed when I was in America that, that like, I'm just saying again, Arius, this is just my experience. I'm not saying all Americans are like this, but this is what I've noticed about people in New York, just specifically New York. They just all just tend to just leave it alone. And I, I know they do it here, but I, I always see there's always a, a good citizen or a good steward or, or someone that's willing to, you know, I could be wrong, you know, but this is just my experience again. 
I gotta see this video. I haven't, I haven't actually seen it. I mean, bro, it's yeah, crazy. I can't believe that nobody's it, jumping in. How many people were watching this thing? Like, there was like three people in the store. Yeah. The, you know, like you mentioned before, the fact that the guy closed the door, that was just so disappointing. Okay, and another thing that bothers me well, too. Maybe, about... maybe it was a setup though. I mean, maybe, maybe those guys in the store were all in on it. I don't think so. The way it looked. Because like, Okay, so the first of all, let me give some background to the situation. The guy that beat up the the grandmother, first of all, he's a black guy. So for me, it doesn't make sense, and I don't mean to be rude or I'm not trying to stereotype or nothing, but black people or people of color should not be beating up other people, especially when you're being oppressed. You know what I mean, Ares? Mm-hmm. Like that to me don't make no sense. How are you beating up an Asian lady when the same you say that this that 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 your own people, you know, your own ethnic background is being oppressed. Does that make sense to you? It does, but I think from a behavioral point, it, it kind of does make sense because, I mean, when when you oppress somebody, they tend to respond in the same sort of oppression that you've dished out, right? Like, not necessarily to you, but like sometimes they'll turn around and dish out that same sort of um, evil, disgusting act that they were inflicted on right i mean you see it all the time like people who were abused as kids now are abused that as is kids true. when they're older right yeah. so it's like it's not surprising but it is surprising at the same time but okay but then what about okay so like for example you know, a lot of black folks nowadays are enlightened and like black lives matter you're if you're again if you're preaching about you know equal rights and opportunities and you know uh, black lives matter my whole point is when you see other blacks doing these things and it's not just black it's, it's white as well it's all types of people but i'm about talking specifically for minorities when you see people in your community doing this to asian people i think people got to speak up and say no this is wrong you know what i mean because you can't expect people to respect you and respect your messaging if you're not practicing what you're preaching am i wrong or Oh, that's true. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely agree. I think, I mean, I think when it comes to these sorts of minority groups, though, there's a lot of different camps within that group. That is and true, too. And a lot Good of different point. beliefs, right? Like Black Lives Matter, there's there's the more aggressive people and then there's the more passive people. And then there's the people who just don't even agree with the, the concept, even though they're black. So, uh, like, I mean, it ultimately comes down to the inv- individual, but... That's yeah, so true. To your point, point. I, I mean, I think to your point though that um, you would think though as an as a is it considered an organization now as a as a body of believers um, that they would act better in society. Yeah. Um, but then I think for I think most people who subscribe to the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, would con- condemn the acts of this guy here beating up this Asian woman. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just disgusting. It's gross. Like, I I would have loved to bump into him in the street and choke him, you know? <laughs> hey, come on, come yeah, on. I'm just saying, like, anybody that beats up on women, beat up on children, or beat up on seniors deserves deserves punishment. You know, you know so here's the sad thing. So that that lady probably immigrated here for a better life and now is just in the hospital being up thinking that America was the dream and now is worried for her herself 
her family and everyone else, right? All the other Asians that are being affected or everyone who's being affected in this. And that's the sad part. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. But I think, I mean, I don't mean to play devil's advocate, but when you watch this kind of stuff, there's always two sides of the story. And I'm not like his, like no doubt this guy's acts sound disgusting and evil. And it's not, Mm -hmm. I'm not justifying in any way, Yeah, but there's always like two sides of the story. And sometimes two sides of the story isn't just what maybe the woman did. It's also what's going on in the guy's life. I mean, maybe he was just like intoxicated and not even thinking straight and, and something triggered him and he just like went off. Right. And, and it doesn't justify what he did, but it kind of helps you better explain more of the story or, and maybe like the old woman is just a miserable old lady who, whacked him with her cane or something no bro (laughs) i I know there's two sides to every story but in a video it's so clear as day like she's they're walking by each other she didn't do anything she didn't say anything to him didn't do anything to him um he just he just just, it was unprovoked attack Mm, yeah well i mean yeah there's no reason i mean i hope the guy got arrested and put in jail oh yeah they caught him they caught him they got him it's 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 crazy but transitioning a little bit this isn't just happening in the States. It's happening in Canada. And it's happening in my local neighborhood in Markham. So there's this guy. In my local neighborhood where I live in Markham, where this guy, he is, I believe, 33 years old, was literally just like pushing Asian people around, spitting on them, telling them they don't belong, and just kicking them around. And he like finally got arrested because he did it to about six people. But... Like, I don't understand the, I don't understand, like, why, like, are you trying to be cool? Like, is it just, like, like, COVID is the reason why we're in this situation? I'm going to beat you up because of that? Like, I don't know what's going through their heads, and I'm just so, I'm pondering about it, I guess. I, 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 I don't know if it completely has anything, I don't know if it is solely based on the COVID issue. I, I think, because I've noticed this before COVID, that there's a there's a rising Asian hate that's starting yeah. to be that's brewing, and I personally think it's coming from um, these rich Asian foreigners that are coming to Canada and just buying up real estate and dishing out all this money, pushing the housing prices up, and there's this like animosity towards them because. I mean, there's a stigma, right? Like a whole bunch of, and we know it because you can you can look at it statistically. There's a whole bunch of empty, large mansions in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not in most, and some are not even mansions, just like large houses, and they're not being occupied, and they're owned by some rich Asian person in China who's only buying a house so that they can get a permanent residency, and then say that they're Canadian, right? It's like their foot in the door, and there is a real estate loophole in Canada that has not been filled. And I think it's been purposely done that way. And because of it, it's, it's for, not for, it's, it's allowed people to come into, into Canada to buy real estate and subsequently push the price up. And it just, I guess, so happens to be rich Asian. I I would, I would even specify it's probably just rich Chinese people because I feel like a lot of Indians that come here are probably well to do, but mm-hmm. they 
they actually live here and work hard and, and live a different life. Whereas I think, I feel like a lot of Chinese people just buy homes and then go back to China and then say that they own real estate in Canada. Right. So, and, and you see it in Vancouver, like the, 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 the housing prices of Vancouver have just skyrocketed um, largely because these Chinese people are forcing the price up because they're just going nuts and buying houses. And, uh, and then, and then you have them, you know, coming over here on a visa or whatever. And they just like, they're always driving these like fancy cars. I mean, you drive, you go around Young and, and uh, Shepard and Young and Finch and every Asian person in a car is driving like a Tesla or a, <laughs> or a Ferrari or, or a Benz or something. And it's, yeah, it's like, what? Like, and they're young too. And you're like, where are these people getting the money from? Right? Like you go like, Aaron, do you remember at Seneca college? Like it's, and Seneca college is, it's like one of the largest colleges in, in Canada. Um, but I think compared to like university, it's, it's fairly small. But you walk down that parking lot at Seneca College and there's <laughs> like true. a lot of a lot of nice cars. And you're like, like wow, Lambos, Ferraris. Yep. <laughs> and you're like, where, where are these people getting money from? Like Seneca College is a good college, but it's not like the Harvard of Canada. OK, like I know. And, and I think you and me both know, Aaron, that like Seneca College accepts most people. So um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that's the thing. It's just like they have all this money. They come and I think people just are getting jealous and and frustrated. And and especially for like people who are millennials and and, uh, and a younger generation, like we can't really afford houses uh, largely because the housing prices has just gone crazy. And then mm-hmm. maybe because it's the foreigners that are just buying up houses because we don't even have like a chance. So I think that's and and then you have a COVID coming in, and it just kind of exacerbates like a know. catalyst. It is like a bit of a catalyst, and it's like wait a minute, like I mean I don't like for in my head I, I look at it as two different things. It's like I don't blame Chinese people for for the COVID thing, but yeah. Um, but I think you know a lot of people just kind of put one and one together and and it just bruise their hate even more for it. Yeah, it's 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 sad. It's like you know how some people. I heard one guy say, he's like, since I can't take it out on your government, I take it out on you." But you can't oh say, "Yeah, it's terrible." It's really, it's honestly, it's really evil because you again, you first of all, not all Asian people are even Chinese. One, so that's just discriminatory right there. You know what I mean? And then two, it's like. You know, again, you can't blame Chinese people for COVID. It's the government. Again, it's it's the government. As and and again, I do believe that China should be punished because you know when you look at the 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 extent of the economy and the lives that are lost, dude. Like we haven't seen anything like this for how many years? And I'm talking about even just the economy on a whole. Like they should be. I think all countries around the world should, should sanction them in some type of way and work on some type of collective effort to get some type of reparations because if they don't punish China, who knows what can happen in the future? They could have another uh, pandemic and not tell us about it. You know what I mean? And again, it's nothing against Chinese people. You know, I, I, I strongly disagree with how people are, are reacting. But it's the government, man. Like, and if we don't, and again, if we don't let them, if we let them get away with it, it's just gonna be. I think China's gonna do uh, a lot of things. And when I refer to China again, for those listeners, it's the government. 
I think there's going to be, they'll do more nefarious things in the future, to be honest. You know, I, I, this week I, I was listening to a, a CPA webinar that was um, provided to us. And, uh, the person that they brought on was this lady, I forget her name now, but she wrote the book, uh, this is how the world ends. And so you guys, for all the listeners, you guys can look it up. Um, but her topic was all about, uh, cybersecurity and hacking. And she brought up like some really interesting points. She's like a journalist and she spent the last 15 or 20 years of her life, just going to different countries and interviewing all these like people and hackers and, yeah. and she's just so in deep into that like in the hacking industry um and she talks about how like china's like really ramping up um their their computer systems there's their their hacking cybersecurity, all this stuff and uh, and it, it, like it goes back to this the the source of these asian hate crimes because <laughs> Um, you know, the, she, she, she shared a story about how uh, China, I mean, I say China, but like some, the thing, the thing that she mentioned is that these Chinese hackers don't like directly work for the government, but they're kind of paid on the side by yeah. the government. And that these Chinese hackers like hacked into some Kansas um, uh, power, power plants and shut down like the, the electricity on the grid. Yeah. That's crazy. And and you remember how you know remember our podcast a few um, handfuls ago where we talked about like China and, and and sort of their their creeping reach in, in the world. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I, it came to my attention more recently that China had also um, hacked India's uh, grid lock, like their their uh, electrical grid, and shut down the power. Only for like oh, wow. a day or so, and and they did it in like a sort of like a threatening way to just kind of say, say like, hey, you know, like you know, watch out, <laughs> like you know, like they're just kind of pushing them around a bit, and so, um, and and the thing is that like even in like in Canada, if you take a look at who owns the ports, like a lot of our Canadian ports where yep. our boats and, and commerce get docked off at are all owned by Chinese companies. So yeah. like in a way, like we're selling ourselves out too, but China's like really, really pushing the edge and really creeping into the business world. And, and you know, I would, I would say it's probably definitely an ecological, not, e not an ecological, sorry, an economical war. And, yep. uh, and it's just something to be careful of. And, and like, yeah, you get these rich people coming over into China and, and you can't help but ask like, wait a minute, I thought Chinese, I thought China was a communist country where everybody's sort of on the same level. Why are they like super rich people coming over here and have tons of money and where do they get their money from? Like, it's all kind of like, you start asking questions and when you start looking deeper into it, it's like, well, maybe, maybe these large Chinese companies are partially owned by the government, like Huawei, right? Like there's obviously some, involvement there like china funds funds them in some way or gives them some sort of subsidy yeah. and uh yeah i like it again it's just sort of one one more nail to put into the coffin <laughs> and brew people's brew people's hate and it is something to be scared of like like you got a good a good uh, point aaron like it is something to be aware of i, I think we need to really have our guard up um yep 
I don't I like I don't see China coming over and bombing us, but <laughs> like I don't think that's that realistic. But when they start messing around with hacking and, and computer technology and it, I mean if they could hack our, our electrical grid and shut yeah. off our power, that's that's huge. Oh yeah. I, I can see that happening, like China doing that, like this especially with this whole um, dispute we have with the um, the the two guys that are have been locked up there for a while. And um, the I guess yeah, it, is it the Yahweh CFO? Um, I don't know. Maybe she was a CFO, yeah, or she was like the daughter of the the owner. Yeah, she's got some executive position. Yeah, she does. But I can see if if it, this thing goes on for too long, them shutting down our power grid, and that could be detrimental to us. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember in two thousand and six. I think it was two thousand and six when. They had that uh, electrical power out uh, areas from New York to Canada. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, man. And... I was playing Warcraft 3, and I was so excited because <laughs> I just got the game, and then the power shut out. And I was like, what the heck? Yo, and I'm like I was... hitting my computer like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was crazy because I remember I was at my brother's barber shop, and they had to cut hair outside because it was oh, so geez. hot. It was like we, we were in a heat wave. The ACs weren't working, and... They can only basically cut hair with a backup power generator, um, plug in their tools into that, have people outside. And like even the gas stations, like they ran on electrical circuits as well. Like you couldn't even get gas. Like you had to wait. There, the, 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 the last, there's like a few gas stations that actually had gas and the lineups were crazy. Ever since then, I started stocking up gas a little bit just in case because you never know. Yeah. But going back to what you were saying, Aries, like, I do believe that in the near future that the West, and when I say West, I'm talking about um, America, Canada, uh, UK, Australia, and New Zealand. I do believe that the West will have some type of confrontation with China, not necessarily to Europe, because Europe's uh, economy, again, um, is it's, it's even more correlated to China than the U.S., I would say, in my humble opinion, because with all these new, I don't know if you guys heard about all these new trade deals that they have, like it, it brings them so close together. You know what I mean? Especially the, the EU, the European bloc, it's going to be really hard for the Europeans to deal with China in the near future. But more specifically with the West, I do believe there's going to be some type of confrontation, whether it be with these two guys or even the South China Sea, I believe. Yeah, the other the other thing that um, was that the lady said on my webinar, um, I gotta get her name. <laughs> Someone wanna look up her name? Uh, she, I think it's Michelle. She she mentioned that China um, has been sort of advancing and creeping their way for the last twenty years in the in the hacking industry or in the hacking forefront, and uh, and they just have like an inf- infinite amount of patience. They've been doing it for so long. They kind of push their the envelope a little bit. So, the you know like every every couple of years or every few years they'll they'll hack something and it's a small like it's a small business or it's a it's a small like a, a, a government building or a government institution. But it's nothing big. It's not a big hack. It's just like they break in to the security system and print out some papers with Chinese characters on it. Like it's nothing, right. it's nothing serious, but they're, they're experimenting and they're, they're creeping and they're trying to see how far they can get before they get noticed. Right. And, and she says that this is still going on and it's something that the U S is 
kind of nervous about. And the problem is that we just depend so much on technology that like yeah. we're just so dependent on it now. And then even more so than ever because of COVID, it's like really forced us to get online because you have online Zoom meetings and you're doing your work online and yeah. all your work is done on a server and all this stuff. And so it, it like because of that, we just... I mean, if there's a really major hack or if there's a really major electrical shutdown of some sort, yeah, <laughs> we're we're so vulnerable. Yeah, and it's scary, right? Because the thing is, we're transitioning, like you said, into a digital world, and there's going to be so many cybersecurity threats and hacks and stuff that we have to be careful of. Um, and it, I guess it bears the picture, like to the audience, what do you guys think of everything that's been going on? Like, are you guys excited about? the new digital future? Is it something that scares you? What are your thoughts on the lockdown itself? This is, of course, the third one. I think we've kind of exhausted the whole lockdown situation at this point. Um, but these small businesses are impacting. And I would, what I would, like, I, I would love to say is, if you can help these small businesses, if you can go to them, purchase food, purchase whatever, I would highly recommend it instead of going to McDonald's and Burger King. Um, we're probably never going to get sponsored by them anyway, so it's all good. Um, but, but, and, and as well, like Asian hate crime, like, please, if you guys see this and in person, stop it, call the cops, get a group of people, try to stop it. Don't just sit there or stand there and watch it as if there's a free movie going on, because that's just terrible. And you're going to definitely regret it in the next few days when you think about it. But with that being said, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Disseminate News or even email us at DisseminateNews at ProtonMail.com. And with that... Oh, Jasegan, one more yeah. thing. Arius, can you recommend that book again? Do you know the author? Because I see a few authors for this, uh, the that same book. There's a few different, I guess you would say, uh, books, but with different authors that have the same name. Do you know the, the particular author? Maybe we can just throw out, give a shout out. Yeah, um, I'm looking at up right now. Nicole per Perlroth. Sorry, it was not Michelle. <laughs> it's Nicole <laughs> Perlroth. Uh, and the book is This is How They Tell Me the World Ends. The cyber, weapons arm, the cyber Weapons Arm Race. Yeah. Um, awesome. Really good. Uh, you might even find the, the webinar on uh, the, C the CPA Ontario website. Maybe. It may just be, have, be given out to uh, members only, but... Um, it was a free webinar. Really good, really informative, kind of scary. And we'll definitely share that on our social. So you guys can definitely check that out. Yes, yes. Awesome. So with that being said, this is Disseminate News signing out.